0: Grab a beer, we'll put college football in your ear.
1: Let's rock and roll. I got mine. I want you to give some of your opinion.
0: Big Ten Backers are live, baby. We're here with a playoff edition. We got a big-ass dump truck show for you. Please hit those likes. Please hit the shares. Hit us with your comments. We'll get to them after every segment. We try to read all of them, so give us some good ones, and we'll get that under the belt. But first, we got to start off with some big topics, Jamie. What do you think about Washington and their ticket sales, man? What is going on up north in Seattle?
2: Yeah, so I mean, you look at it. Every team gets their allotted tickets so that way they can you can get a lot of your fans there. Make sure it's an even. It's not just because Texas is closer or Michigan's closer. They get the home team. So UW got twenty thousand tickets sent to them uh, for. Uh, for their uh, season ticket holders and their donors uh friday Damn. night email goes out still hasn't sold them so uh as far as my knowledge goes is they're still up for sale they're not they haven't sold out all their tickets and that's kind of a worrying sign there to see that uh, they're not going to be filling that uh, stadium there in new orleans uh and this is kind of a big time moment it's not like this happens all the time for uw to be in the playoffs this is right? the 12th The 12-team playoff, this is the four-team playoff. You're in the semifinals right now. And so that's a little bit worrying to see that uh, maybe the fans aren't showing up for the UW Huskies there.
0: That's crazy to me. Like you said, this is almost a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. When's the last time Washington was in this position? I mean, they made the playoffs once, right?
2: Yeah, I think 2016. But but I don't
0: think... I don't think it was a time where they thought they could win. This year, they have the Phoenix. They have the offensive line of the year. They have all the pieces in place. They have Roma Those tickets should be selling like hotcakes. It should be hard to get one.
2: Yeah. I don't, like I don't you, understand that. Like you said, last time, I think they were the four seed versus the number one Alabama seed, and nobody thought they had a chance. This is a game where they absolutely have that chance, and they need their fans to show up. So it's a little disheartening to see that because the traveling's not going to stop. They just joined the Big Ten. So are you going to go fill other people's stadiums? It doesn't seem like you're willing to travel. If not for this game, what are you willing to travel for? Sure.
0: Uh, You got anything to add to that, AJ? What do you think?
1: I don't know. Maybe they're overconfident. Maybe they think they're going to beat Texas and they're saving their money for the national championship. I don't know. Maybe they're not used to this. I just couldn't believe it. One, you got to go to New Orleans for New Year. So that's a party in itself. So why not go? Uh, And then, yeah, your team's in the playoffs. This doesn't happen every year for Washington. Like, this isn't Alabama. This isn't like Georgia. This is a rare opportunity for Washington. I'm not saying they can never go back, especially in the 12 team format, but still, it's a rare opportunity, man. Like, get on that. Go enjoy. Have fun. It's insane to me that they can't sell out their tickets. Yeah. Insane. You guys want to bring Matt in here? I I don't get landed. Matt, Matt's already landed. Hey, Matt,
0: he's up in Seattle. Let us know about these Seattle people and and why they're not selling
2: tickets, man.
1: All right, let's bring Matt in here. Hold on, let me get this. Let me get this
2: set up. First off, Happy New Year. First first podcast of the New Year, number forty. Pretty big deal. I'm excited to be here. You guys got me up early on the west coast excited I can't believe you're up man that's impressive that's probably the most impressive thing you're going to see today out of all these games <laughs> yeah episode hey it's it's dark out here that's my windows right there you can't even see out dang it hey we're up Be we're it. ready to roll let's get this going let's move if we can't get mad in here let's move on to the next topic yeah
0: we can bring him in let's get on what about sabin and those headsets baby
2: Yeah. Next up, like you said, saving in the headsets. We got we got him talking about sign stealing and and all that. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, he he's wanting to bring in those headsets. I know you got a little bit on that that beef. For sure, I, it doesn't. I mean, it just makes sense. Why, why wouldn't you want headsets? The fans
0: want headsets. All the coaches want headsets. You eliminate the opportunity of um, sign stealing. It's easier yeah. to call plays. You don't have to learn new signs every so often. It just makes sense. It makes things more efficient. Um, they have enough money to do it. The whole reason the NCA yeah. wanted to, you know, play that down was just, hey, the the smaller schools can't afford this expense. Well, guess what? The smaller schools are smaller schools for a reason. They can do their hand sign, mm-hmm. and all the big boys yeah. that are on TV where people can start stealing stuff and they have a lot, a lot more at stake. They have the money to do it. Let them do it. You, you know, you can make that a, an FBS rule versus an FCS or even conference. Like, why not? All the big boy conferences can use headsets, and let's do it. Let's get it done. It
2: just, it just it, makes sense.
0: Yeah, let's let's use some common sense. This is like the government trying to write rules. they and like a government institution. They're always behind and always nonsensical about everything they do. Just make it easy. All right. Big boys, yeah. headsets. It's really. Yeah, when,
2: when you look at anything, you see like the positive negative effects. I think that could be a positive effect of this whole sign stealing scandal is that we finally get some headsets for these coaches and their quarterbacks and, and bring those plays in. Um, but yeah, that would, that would be something I definitely view as a positive.
0: Yeah. And, and you know, the, the sign stealing stuff is, it's happening. I mean, there's more to that. We're going to get on that at the end of our show today. But there was a lot that went on. I mean, and there's a lot more to go on in the offseason. So we're going to see all that. It's going to happen. All right. So I guess what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and move right along and we're going to get into these playoffs. AJ is going to bounce and he'll be back with us in a minute. A little bit of technical difficulties. He's uh. His Wi-Fi is logged into the local McDonald's right down the street. So uh, I think McDonald's kicked him out. They're like, Happy New Year. We're kicking you
2: off, man. Yeah, no, I, th- I think he thought it was Y2K, man. Everything's crashing. <laughs> here. He, he, it's
0: not, 2024, not, man. Let's go. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get on to this, the playoffs. I'll get us started. Um, You know, Michigan. Michigan in the Rose Bowl versus Alabama. Two of the top winning programs in history. This is one to be seen. Jim Harbaugh was like, I think this is going to be one of those epic games. And you could see Saban in his typical stoic approach. He was like, you know, I could see the wheels turning in his head. He's he's more like, we're going to bounce these guys. But he's not going to say anything like that. He's like, I have respect for the team, respect for the program. All this, you know, kind of media jargon. But he knows. He knows they're the better team. At least he feels like that way. And I believe that Harbaugh and the Michigan Wolverines feel that they can win this in a tough sledgehammer game. You know, that's what they're used to. That's what they like to do. But after the top echelon of Big Ten teams has failed, and I mean failed miserably on national TV, Mm -hmm. this game is a must win for the perception of the Big Ten across the national landscape. All eyes will be on Michigan. They failed every time all eyes have been on them. They need to change the narrative for this season today. And I had some video, but with AJ gone, we got some technical difficulties. The video won't be there, but I had some video of the weaknesses that I saw that Michigan had. Their DBs, particularly in timing throws. Those back shoulder throws, which are hard to cover anyway, but Marv got tons of those. Also, Julian Fleming got one against Michigan. So those timing throws, I think, are key for Milrow. I know Jermaine Burton for the wide receiver for Bama. He has like 800 and some yards. He's the closest to Marvin Harrison Jr., but he's not Marvin Harrison Jr. He's not, um, he's not that top echelon guy, but I think he's got skills which are the closest to that set that Marvin Harrison has. And he's the guy that I look for some of these timing routes to go to. The other thing that I noticed and, and let me know what you think on this, Jamie. Yep. The running quarterbacks on Michigan's schedule are few and far between. And by few and far between, I mean zero to one.
3: Yeah. You had no. Talia
0: Tungavailoa. He was there. and He had negative 43 yards against Michigan. But I don't think that they used him as much of a running quarterback as more of a scrambling quarterback to get open. And he made those mistakes that kind of counteracted that. You know, the um, I believe he had a safety in the end zone and he threw some interceptions at inopportune times. Let me know what you think on this game. What do you got for us?
2: Yeah, no, I I mean, just to hit the last topic you're talking about, Milrow has been aging like fine wine. He's been getting better every day, and this game's played earlier in the season. I think you see what happened with, like, Texas and Alabama, that uh, Texas was a better team earlier in the season. Milrow has been balling out. That's going to be a tough guy to to contain there. Uh, they, ha- like you said, they haven't been playing those running quarterbacks. This guy can do it all. Michigan. I, man, it's tough. Every time we pick against the, the big 10 teams, they, they prove us wrong. Uh, this is a game where I actually will be picking against the big 10 team here. I, I see Alabama as that powerhouse. They just went through Georgia. We saw a Georgia team uh, we'll talk about later that uh, just annihilated another team. Uh, maybe not at full strength, but uh, dude, I this is going to be a good game in the sense of Michigan has been the number one team throughout the whole year, but Alabama is the number one team right now, and they they are playing like it. I'm ready to see this matchup. I'm ready to see see what happens. I think it's going to be a good game. Yeah, I just realized this. AJ kind of runs the show, so I don't know if
0: we'll ever be able to stop this live stream. I hope you got plenty of sleep That's last cool. night. We'll be on for a while.
2: Yeah, this is the 24-hour show. Here we go, <laughs> we'll
0: baby. Be, we'll be straight through the games and everything, man. It's going to yeah, be commentary. Yeah. I hope you know the rosters well. Let's yeah, go. We're gonna,
2: we're gonna um, be the one thing right. that
0: I wanted to add on – Add on to the Milro thing was that line, the offensive line for Bama yeah. has kind of gelled simultaneously with Milro. And I don't know if it was one versus the other, just a cohesive unit all at the same time on offense. So I look for Alabama to win this game too. But I'm actually, you know, as a Buckeye fan, I'm rooting for Michigan. I, I, I'm one of those people that likes the Big Ten in general and then going to some of the games this year. You know, I don't necessarily like Michigan, but I respect Michigan and I want them Mm -hmm. to be good, to make the rest of the Big Ten good, to change the national perception of the Big Ten, too. I mean, the only people that have done it this year are the likes of Maryland, the Turpins, you know, Rutgers, all right? I mean, some Mm -hmm. of the, the lower echelon Northwestern type teams are the ones carrying the conference this year. It's crazy. Uh, hopefully Iowa gets it done. Hopefully Wisconsin gets it done, and and at least you know the Big Ten West and 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 them can kind of show out and show that their defense was legit.
2: Yeah, we got. Hey.
0: You got anything else to add about Bama?
2: No, I about I Michigan? see them. Uh, I see them take uh, putting it on today. I I think they're the team to beat in the in the whole playoff. I I said originally this was the championship game. I thought these were the two best teams in the playoffs. I think the other two teams, U Dub and Texas, have a shot against these teams, but I think that either one that wins today is going to be the favorite to win it all. And I think Alabama is the better team. I think they pull it out. I think they're rolling. They're ready to go. That
0: Texas Bama rematch would be interesting.
2: You know, first game cool. of the season to the last game of the season.
0: I mean, they carry the full season. That would I think be that's pretty a pretty sweet.
2: probable matchup, but uh, we'll, we'll see.
0: Um, the other thing that I wanted to add, Michigan, where they look strong, J.J. has to extend plays. McCarthy mm-hmm. has to be able to scramble without getting sacked, without getting turners. He tends to throw it across body when he's in trouble, at least once, twice, maybe a game. Mm-hmm. Um, he's usually been pretty lucky. I know Jim Harbaugh has said that he's scared every time he does it. He's like pulling his hair out. He's like, no, 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 no. Yes, it's kind of like, I got it, I got it, I got it, I don't got it. And I think... That's perfect timing. That we may have Adam back. AJ (laughs) has maybe stepped back in for this Alabama-Michigan contest. (laughs) There we go. We got it. I don't know what happened. I got it. I got it. I got it. I don't got it. I was just saying that as you came in. (laughs) That's perfect. Hey, we talked about Alabama-Michigan. You got anything else to add?
1: Oh man, it's going to be a good game. I'm excited for it. Ready for it. I think Milrow adds a different dynamic that Michigan hasn't seen yet this year. I think the yeah. closest they have is. Tommy we Rowe. talked about that. You weren't watching. Come on, man. I Come gosh, on, there's no <laughs> internet man. Everything went down. I didn't even uh, know it was still going. You could have got it on your phone, bro. <laughs> I was, I, I seen that, but I was like minute repeating itself, so I don't know what was going on.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, and I let everyone know that you do secretly log into the McDonald's down the street and steal their Wi-Fi.
1: So that's Not probably McDonald's, what happened. This is Wisconsin. It's Culver's. Get it right. Culver's, all right. My bad, bro. I didn't know Culver's had Wi-Fi. I don't know, but they got good fries and
0: burgers. That's, That's all probably damn good, though. Yo,
2: yeah. damn good. All
0: right, let's move on. I'm going to let you take control of this like you usually do. We're at Texas and Washington. Let's talk about it, baby.
1: All right, number three, Texas versus Washington in the Sugar Bowl. College football semifinal. Man, oh, man, it's playoff time. I called... Three of these four teams in the playoffs in the preseason. The only one I got wrong was Michigan.
0: I I called three of the four, too.
1: So we're in there. The only one I got wrong was Texas. But Texas, man, they're built. They're built to stop the run. And I think they actually match up better against the other two teams in this playoffs. I think they would do better against Michigan and Bama. You've seen them already play Bama. They took them down in T-Town, Tuscaloosa. So to me, Washington is probably the only threat to that Texas defense. Because they don't have to depend on the run, and that's where mm-hmm. I think this game can get uh, be favored maybe for Washington a bit. It's obviously going to be an interesting game. Can't wait to watch it. But I think Texas might be in trouble here just because of the Penix and, and Nunez. They don't have a they don't have an answer for those guys on defense. If yeah. this was Corum, they'd shut Corum down. But Washington's a little different. But that's mm-hmm. kind of my take on the game. Let me get in on
0: this. This is a trench war. The Joe Moore Award winners in the O-line for Washington. I watched the video of them receiving that award. It was awesome. And they said right after they received the award, guess what? They went right back out to practice and they were the last ones to leave. So they're ready. They had an incredible year. The defensive line for Texas, as you mentioned, they allow 80 yards rushing per game. And guess what? Washington is not a big running team. They're a passing team. So like you said, that matchup kind of favors Washington, I think. Uh, Texas's defensive linemen, they have an All-American and Tavondre Sweat and a second-team All-American, Brylon Murphy. And this line allows or has been getting or has got a total 32 sacks on the year. Washington has only given up 11, so that's an interesting matchup to see there. The Phoenix versus Ewers, that's the other stud quarterback matchup that we're going to see. I mean, that's the other dynamic of this game. The one um, in Phoenix, it's his second year of like Heisman type stats. Worthy with experience. Ewers is kind of coming on. He has that pedigree and broke out this season. He's hurt a little bit and then came back on strong and took Texas to the promised land, baby. Jamie, you're the expert here. You've seen Washington, I think, three times in their biggest games of the year. What do you got?
2: Yeah, no, I've seen UW, I've seen it firsthand how they prepare for these big games. It seems like when these big games happen, they step up and they they put on a show. They've been able to win so many games this year in in close battles, comeback wins, and and have that grit. I the way I see this game folding out, there's there's two two ways it's going to go. If it's a close game, I think U Dub has what it takes to pull out a win against Texas. But I can also see if it's if it's not close, Texas is going to take down UW. These are two really good teams. Texas is going to own uh, the stands like we already talked about. The fans are going to be in attendance there for Texas over UW. It's, it's tough. I keep picking against the Big Ten, Big Ten West teams, and I am an anti-U-Dub fan, and I know how good they are firsthand. They beat my Ducks twice this year. They stepped up to the biggest games of the seasons. They came prepared. Michael Penix is something to see. Like he is phenomenal. And he was playing at full strength in that Pac Twelve uh, Championship game. Expect him to come out ripping the ball. This this is a tough one to call between these two. I I personally I think this is Texas's game to to lose. Expect expect those dogs to put up a fight though or it's going to be close.
1: I mean, that defense, you know what, I, man, they always show up in big games. Like, that defense yeah. is usually questionable, but when they play Oregon, mm-hmm. when they play big teams, they ball out, man. But Texas is a resilient bunch, man. They lost their quarterback for a few weeks. They lost their star running back for the season, and yet they just keep on keep on getting those wins, man. Keep stockpiling yeah. those Ws. Like, who else can do that? Who can lose their starting quarterback and then lose their everything running back and still win?
0: Yeah, like, who can hey, hate I'm going to go with... The Big 12 West has shown out this bowl season. USC, UCLA got their wins. Oregon's going to do it today. Washington's going to do it today. I picked against Washington, and I thought Oregon was going to win that Pac-12 championship game. I was wrong, and I said I wouldn't do it again, and I'm not. I got them 42-36. It's going to be a barn burner. I mean, there's going to be some balls in the air. Balls, balls all around! I should. want to see some balls, and I want them now. You started talking balls. Seattle Matt shows up. Here <laughs> He's here. He's in the house. It was like a flash. Balls! I'm there. <laughs> Speaking right. of balls, did you watch that drop in Vegas last night?
3: Mm, uh, Maybe. Is been that why you look like you do? May have been preoccupied. Uh, <laughs> I did not see that ball drop. So let
0: me. Did, did you fly into Vegas last night just to bet on these games?
3: No, I Because you're not on. allowed to do it in I'm Seattle, on beforehand. it beforehand. Right? Come on, man. We got to, come on.
1: <laughs> well, Matt's here. We got the betting special. Usually we go in on all these games, but we went on every game except for the playoffs. So Matt is here. To bring
0: Saving the best to for last.
3: Points, man. So what you got? What you got, Matt, for Texas and Washington? So starting out, and I do uh, – I cannot believe I'm becoming a UW apologist on the show. It's I I feel like you, Jamie, it's a little bit off my, off my settings, but I do want to say with Washington, um, in the attendance thing, there were no flights out of Seattle to new Orleans. It was a major issue up here. In fact, the next day when I was looking around Delta American, Alaska the most common airlines out of SeaTac couldn't get any flights. Now I know they added a few more flights, but getting to new Orleans was actually the biggest issue for a lot of UW fans. Um, so fucking drive, yeah, drive. People can't <laughs> drive. No, they drive this and they say that's a brutal drive, and that's six hours away. So, um, definitely the location of the game. I think if this was if it would have all worked out, let's say UW was one seed, and they would have went to the Rose Bowl, you would have seen a huge uh, UW following again. I'm not here to apologize uh, for UW fans, but I do want to say getting to New Orleans was a major factor. We see um, that. With that being said, you did ask me, you want to start Texas, Washington? Let's do it. It's on the screen. Let's do it. All right. Perfect. So what you have actually seen, and I checked this this morning at several different books to confirm, is for a while, you were seeing Texas minus four and a half. It opened at Texas minus four and a half, really stayed there for quite a bit. Within the last 36 hours, you're now seeing books out there that have Texas minus four I've actually seen some books this morning. I've been watching very closely as Texas minus three and a half. So I'd say within the last 36 hours, you're starting to see a lot of money rolling to the University of Washington, dropping that line. Yes. Question. Yes. What are we taking? Where is our over under? Well, that's just the spread. The over under from what I've seen has stayed pretty flat at 62 and a half. So you've seen it pretty much stay around there throughout the bull betting season i haven't seen a ton of switching on that on that spread uh, checking over multiple books maybe somewhere you may get 62 but it's staying pretty flat it's staying pretty consistent so the one that i'm actually seeing moving is that spread over under staying pretty consistent there are several plays i kind of look here and i'll, I'll put them in the tiers my first play overall i really like the over i think i think washington can score i think texas can score I think these defenses, um, it will come down to that at the end, but I think they've got to figure themselves out. I really see scoring being a factor here, and and so that 62-and-a-half, I like the over on that. However, as you're seeing these lines creep down, you're kind of taking away the thunder on my second one. I, I like the fact that you look at money lines in games where you think t- teams are tight. That's where you kind of try to find your value. Right now, UW, last time I checked, plus 152 on the money line. So you kind of have to look at this game and you say, okay, do you think UW has a chance to just win outright, just win the game? I think they do. I think Texas has a chance to win outright. It's going to be a good game. But if you're looking for true betting value, that plus 152, forget the points and just take the Huskies on the money line. Um, That's kind of the secondary play I have. I like the fact that UW is now underdogs again. All of us Ohio State Buckeye fans, we harken back to 2014, Underdogs against Wisconsin, one outright. Underdogs against Alabama in the playoff, one outright. Underdogs against Oregon, sorry, Jamie, one outright. Um, Some teams really feed off that underdog mentality. I know Saban's probably been saying it 50 times a day, every day in the locker room. UW certainly noticed it as well. So over would be my first play. UW money line, my second play. But how about you, AJ? Where are you going? Hmm, Man, I think –
1: I am going to take Washington to cover. I like Washington in this game. I think the passing game is going to
3: give Texas some trouble, and that's where I'm going. All right. I will give you the points, though, on this one. So, yeah. you know, what, how about you, be What if, are we getting for points? I mean, are minus we going four. with what? I, the last, okay. I've got a composite here of about seven different books, and I would say the consensus average is right around minus four. Right now, I'm seeing – I'm seeing mostly minus four, but I am seeing a, a couple minus three and a half. So I'm going to lean with the minus four for this segment. That's yeah. What we do. had
0: that hook originally, um, and yeah, then we didn't I go. Watch. We didn't go through with the playoff game. So I am going to go with Washington. Oh, I'm man. not picking against them. I told you earlier, it's not happening. <laughs> and I'm even going to tell you the score: 42 to
3: 36. Oh, damn! That confident, huh? Well, mm-hmm. geez, if you like that, why don't you just go heavy over? That's a 78 point game. <laughs> uh that's a good point
0: <laughs> I, I don't know Te- i mean texas has the chance to to change that dynamic with the
3: defense that they have so i'll stick with washington no, and jamie for fun you want to throw a pick out there since you're on here? yeah yeah
2: i'm gonna live vicariously through texas man dogs down and we're, we're gonna go with the texas win i i'm seeing it all right laying the points taking the longhorns oh
1: yeah all right all right, let's get into this other playoff game. We got Michigan versus Alabama. We already talked about it, but now we're going to get into the money. money you might money, be money. seeing it,
3: but it's in your dreams. They win boy. <laughs> what you got so again, on that? One, Matt? Just going straight lines here. You had Michigan started out at minus two and a half. You've kind of seen that over the last few weeks creep down to minus one and a half in favor of Michigan. I have seen some books out there today, minus two, minus one and a half. You're not seeing a ton of movement with this line. You're kind of really saying, okay, two and a half, a little bit high. Nobody really cares about a two and a half number. Again, a field goal game, that number is irrelevant. You're kind of picking who do you think is going to win this game. And I really, again, go to the money lines to kind of see – what that number is looking like you have Alabama plus 106 on the money line which is basically nothing nothing special there whatsoever so they're really kind of looking at this as more of a pick them game however early on with the over under it started out at 45 and a half you saw that creep down over the last few weeks to 44 and a half but over the last three about four or five days or so, you have seen that jump back up to 45 and a half. And earlier reports from the Sharps are saying that the over is a good play here at 45. So i look at this. I'm going to keep it at 45 for our segment since it has been moving quite a bit. Again, I'm going to go with the theme. I think in playoff games, you do see a lot of scoring. You see a lot of excitement. My number one play here would be the over. That's where I'm leaning. My secondary play, sorry. I think Alabama loves being the underdog uh to complete of a team i think it's a close game i think it's a tight game uh until harbaugh wins a playoff game which i have never seen in my life give me the money line in the tide as the secondary option but how about you b where are you leaning
0: oh man i'm one of those weird guys that loves the big 10 even though i'm high state fan i want michigan to win i just don't see it happening Uh, they're going to have to have a baller of a performance by J.J. McCarthy. And Quorum is going to have to run wild, which I know he can. That offensive line is dominant. Um, I just don't see the GOAT losing this game. I think he's going to go out. And there's possible, possible rumors of retirement after this season. So, I mean, those are coming every year now. Uh, Yeah, I don't know if it will happen, but I just read something that 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 there are reports that he is going to retire after this football season. We'll see. We could talk about that later. I'm gonna go with Bama, and I'm gonna go with them. What? Do, I'm not gonna give you a score yet. I you yeah, know I, this is tough. I I think it might be a low scoring game. Yeah, twenty-seven, twenty-one. Bama wins this.
3: All right. How about you, AJ? There's no way the
1: goat retires after the season. He's going to die on that field. He's going to be doing a Joe Paterno and shitting himself on his way to the locker room. You're crazy. Crazy. There's only one Joe Paterno that shits himself (laughs) on the field. Only one. Saban's going to, Saban's going to make it too. He's going to do it twice just to surpass him in that too. That's what's going to happen.
0: I think his wife has more pools than that. She'd be like,
1: dude, time to leave. We done. He did buy that house. He did buy that house. So maybe. Maybe, But anyways, I'm taking the over. Give me the over. That's where the money's at. Matt's absolutely right. Don't get into the who's going to win this game. It's a toss up. Melrose and Bama are inconsistent. Michigan hasn't seen the team this talented or dynamic.
3: Sorry, Buckeye fans. So to me, the play is the over. I agree. Take the the over-unders and enjoy the game. But how about you, Jamie? I'm going to get one from you here. I'm pulling
2: pulling Alabama on this one, and I I don't do that often. But uh, they look like the team to beat right now. So I'm (coughs) going Alabama straight up. Yeah,
3: I like that. I like that as a secondary play.
1: All right. I think that does it for the betting segment, man. We appreciate you, Matt. We'll get you on out of here. Let you enjoy. Hey, Matt, before you leave –
0: did you wake up and have room service or hash house a go go? What'd you do? Uh, <laughs> coffee, man. Coffee. <laughs> That's
3: it. <laughs> you
0: haven't even More. got to breakfast yet.
3: <laughs> <More>. <laughs> All right, my man. man what? I don't eat breakfast, man. What the? What the hell are you talking about? So, no. We got a. Uh, we got a lot of action today, man. I gotta. You know. That Tennessee Iowa game, I, I can't wait to watch that one. So, oh, <laughs> oh for
2: sure, I Warren pick the over. Just kidding. <laughs> I, I do like always it. the over, always the over with Iowa. Always, it
1: never It's never safe. All right, Matt. Happy New Year, man! Thanks for coming on the Appreciate show. Appreciate it, buddy. Yeah. Uh, Thanks Happy for new, y'all to carrying the uh, carrying the load while uh, my internet decided to. Look uh, hey, do at to to
2: always carry the load. Hey, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Culver's internet
0: man, it's the best.
1: All right, <laughs> let's let's pay some bills. Let's keep the lights on. Let's get a commercial going. Get yourself some Bones Coffee.
4: Sound the alarms! Something monstrously merry is coming to town! Introducing Bones Coffee's newest batch, inspired by the giddy ghouls of Disney Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. Nice work, Bones Caddy. Rich premium coffee infused with frighteningly festive flavors. The Pumpkin King, Santa Jack, Frog's Breath, Rough Weather, and Mudslide Boogie. Can't make decisions by yourself? Order them all! Bones also makes a perfectly marvelous gift for everyone on your nice list!
3: And your naughty list! (laughs) Click
4: the link to get these hauntingly holly jolly flavors delivered right to your door. And it's not just for holidays! Bones has coffee concoctions for all 365 days of the year. Bones Coffee and Disney Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. It's terrifyingly tasty. This year, Bones Coffee will be yours!
1: Bring me that Bones Coffee. I'll take it. I need some <laughs> coffee right now. This,
2: I need it. You I need, need it, <laughs>
1: man. Partied. I partied a little hardy last night, man. I could use some caffeine for sure. But anyways, it's Big Ten roundup time. There's a lot of Big Ten games. There's a lot of Big Ten versus the SEC. We have a triple header of that today. So let's get into this Big Ten roundup. And we need these Big Ten teams to actually play out because if not, we're about to get owned by the SEC once mm-hmm. again, man. It is uh, not a good look. Not a good look at all. We're going to jump in. We're going to skip the first one. We're going to get into Tennessee versus Iowa. Man, oh, man. Brian is in his last game as the O.C. for Iowa. And boy, these fans are happy about that. Question here is – or not question here. Good thing for Iowa is they're playing Tennessee. This isn't the Tennessee team of last year where they're throwing the rock all over the field. This is a running team for Tennessee. And Iowa can absolutely, absolutely stump and stop the run. I think this is a really good matchup for Iowa. Really good matchup, man. Kirk – is rumored to be retiring after this game, much like Nick Saban, but I think there's a little bit more of uh, utility to this one. So to me, I was going to ball out. They're going to play hard. They're going to get this win, and they're going to send Kirk into retirement with his big bowl win, man. And then Tennessee, they have their freshman quarterback in, Nico. He's rumored to be starting this game. If you're talking about Nico and that defensive quarterback, coordinator phil parker i will take phil parker any day against a freshman quarterback absolutely absolutely monster game for phil parker and he shuts down tennessee's offense what do you think jamie
2: no i i'm 100 with you on this and when i look at these opt-outs transfers all that stuff you you see that you said this isn't the tennessee of last year it's not the tennessee of this year and Iowa, they absolutely have their their full team there. They're missing one offensive person. They've been missing 11 offensive players all season. You know, nobody shows up on that offense regardless, but their defense has been there, and they're all showing up. I see them ready to stop that Tennessee offense. I see this as a very low-scoring game. Maybe there's a spark coming from Iowa's offense, but there hasn't been a spark all season. So – it is a tough game to call just because if all the players were playing, I go Tennessee on this 100% hands down. But with Tennessee not being that same Tennessee team they were in the regular season, uh, you know, I think this is more of a coin flip style game and a low scoring one at that. Oh, absolutely going to be low scoring. We
1: might get 10 total points. No way. No way. <laughs>
0: listen, listen to what we got going on here. You mentioned it. Tennessee is a rushing offense this year. Not like they were last year, but guess what they're missing? Their quarterback, their number one rusher, Jalen Wright, out. They're missing a safety. They're missing a tight end. They're missing a DB. Iowa's missing a wide receiver. Guess how much that matters in their offense? Zero. They don't have an offense. They rely on their defense. They rely on the punting game. So what do we got? We see Iowa winning this game easy and i mean easy 12 to 10
2: 12 to 10
0: <laughs> i mean we've seen what we've seen what penn state and ohio state have done with a defense only game plan and it's not working out for the top big 10 teams but iowa has experience with this the big 10 west has been doing it with success in bowl games so far i don't see tennessee as a great team a top echelon team their strength is their 12 in the nation rushing yards per game. As we've talked about, they average 202 yards a game. Iowa is the fifth-ranked defense and will shut down this run game. They don't even have their top rushers, so don't even expect that 200 yards. I expect them to really shut this game down. It's going to be boring. It may be worse than that 12-10 to 10 score that I just talked about. Um, but I got Iowa winning this game. They do well in bowl games. They're going to they're gonna pull this one off, and they're going to— save a little bit of face for the Big Ten.
1: You put a pull one off and face all in the same setting. That's dangerous. Yes, I did. That's very dangerous. Let's move on. Let's get to this next game. Happy New Year. we got LSU versus Wisconsin. It is badger time, man. On a topical view, this looks like a dangerous game for Wisconsin, but Jaden Daniels, the Heisman Trophy winner, is not playing in this game. Neighbors, he's not playing in this game. I think that gives Wisconsin a chance. Vegas still doesn't think so. They're still a nine-point underdog. Uh, But I actually like the Badgers to cover in this game. Maybe not win it outright. Uh, It's kind of weird to think what LSU is going to look like without all that talent. Uh, Wisconsin's going to have a lot of people playing, except for their main man, too, because everybody, you know, is getting ready for the draft, hitting the transfer portal. Allen is out, man. Like, what is Wisconsin going to do without Allen? Like these games, these bowl games are so weird because you just don't know who these teams are. Oh man, scary game for Wisconsin taking on LSU, but it looks a little bit, little bit easier to deal with since Jaden Daniels not playing and Neighbors is not playing. That Badgers defense is top twenty. Can that top twenty defense actually play against LSU? Or is that a top 20 defense because it played in the Big Ten West where there's no offense? We'll get some answers today, boys. What you think, Steve? What you think? Hey, man, we've seen this before. I mean, how much
0: of a reprieve was it to talk about the playoff teams and not have to talk about the opt-outs? This game is going to be predicated on opt-outs and Wisconsin's losing more people. It might be more meaningful players in Jalen Daniels, the Heisman Trophy winner being out of the game. But Wisconsin's a developmental program. They might not be for long with Fickle at the helm, but they are right now. And I see it as a developmental program cannot just plug and play. LSU recruits well. They can plug and play. I see LSU winning this game. I'm not going to be rooting for them, obviously, but I see them winning. They can survive without their Heisman Trophy candidate. Wisconsin has Braylon Allen out. You said uh, they have their re- wide receiver DK out. They have another wide receiver bell out. They have an offensive line, two offensive linemen, a cornerback and a linebacker out of the game. This is not going to be the same Wisconsin team we saw. And it wasn't that great of a Wisconsin team. Anyway, whiskey's going down and they're going down kind of easy. LSU 36, 17.
2: Yeah, no, I, I see you there. Um, LSU. It might be worse.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> We talk about this time and time again. They're not; These aren't the same teams we're seeing in the regular season. LSU is missing their stud quarterback, and if he was there, I, I don't see this as a close game. I see this as LSU running away with it, just like we talked about in the last game. Uh, I see it a little bit closer, but you look at Wisconsin, like you guys have been saying, they're, they're depleted of, of what they have, and they are they have less depth in their program than LSU has in theirs. LSU pulls in four and five star recruits at quarterback. So they got somebody in the stables waiting to come on and play. You look at Wisconsin, they lose their their main guys. They don't have a ton of depth behind them. I see LSU winning this one. I think it's still a, a tough one to pick. Uh, yeah, you got your, your little Wisconsin Badgers. They, they're always going to be fighting. I think that, you know, they're a tougher team mentally, but they'll win the drinking battle. Yeah, we I, got other fans. Won
3: the,
2: LSU doesn't win the defensive battle, but I think they put up enough points uh, to to match uh, Wisconsin. So I, I think LSU wins this one.
1: The Packers yeah, we, beat Minnesota last night. Wisconsin's going to be LSU. We're going to be partying here in Wisconsin, baby. <laughs> on Wisconsin, shit. Culver's better
0: up their internet, man. <laughs>
2: yeah, man. Know, they
1: finally upgraded. I'm good now. I'm good now. <laughs> all right, let's get into another Big Ten. Game, the last Big Ten game of the day, we got Oregon versus Liberty. I gotta give Dan Lanning some love because we talked about all these teams and all these players sitting out and going to the draft and not playing. But guess what, Dan Lanning did, and Bo Nix did. They're playing in this game, and not only, and it's Liberty, man. Like it's Liberty, and these guys are playing. Liberty, Liberty. Something about the culture that's going on in Oregon. Dan Lanning is doing work. His players aren't sitting out. They're they're actually wanting to get a win. And it's Liberty, man. Like, if there's a game you want to sit out, why not sit out this one? But yet, here's Bo Nix balling out for Oregon, balling out for his coach, balling out for his boys. I can't say enough about Bo Nix and Dan Lanning in this. No, I don't have a lot to say on the game except for Liberty does score points. But they're not going to score enough to beat Oregon. This, is, this isn't this is going to happen. Uh, but I'm still excited, man. Still happy for Bo Nix. Still happy for Dan Lanning. That culture there has got to be awesome. Because all these players are playing and it's liberty. But Jamie, this is your team. This is your boys. These are your ducks. Let me know what you think.
2: Yeah, no, you hit the you hit the nail on the head. The culture's strong there, where you got all these players, they're they're wanting to play. They they took a loss in their last game. Some of these guys do not want to go out as a duck with that L. You gotta expect these guys to to lace up those cleats and be ready to go to work today because it's going to be a game they're not looking at it as this is liberty and a lot of fans a lot of people I'm one of them that was like god dang it like we got the bad draw like what like who's going to go to this like ticket prices are dirt cheap and all I talked about you, Dub fans like there's not a lot of people traveling to this game even though it's only in Arizona I was looking you can get really good tickets for like 30 bucks to this game and you will never go to an Oregon game for that cheap right now and so i don't think the fans are going to be in abundance uh but i do think the players have all decided to show up there's a few that are are sitting out but the majority of the players the leaders they're going to be out there they're playing together man expect them to take this serious much of like what you saw with georgia and florida state where georgia took it serious and, and decided to come to work they were missing a few key players but they they showed up I expect that here. You got Bo Nix putting on one last show as an Oregon Duck. He's proud to do it. The the future's bright there. and I don't know. I'm excited to see what Oregon has to show today. and I think they fully expect to, to put on a show and aren't taking Liberty lightly because they are a unique, dynamic offense that shouldn't be taken lightly, but they have just not met a defense like the Oregon Ducks brings and then having to go up against on the other side of the ball somebody like Bo Nix and what he brings in that Oregon offense.
1: I mean, Liberty is hot, man. They're hot on offense. Yeah. They've scored 40-plus points the last three games. But like you said, they haven't played uh, a duck defense like this or a defense period like this. Yeah. But this is a this is a no-win situation for Oregon, and it's good that they have Bo Nix because you win, you're supposed to. You get played close in a game, you're going to get made fun of. You lose this, and you're laughed at for years, man. Like It's one of those bowl games that you never want to be in because you just – No matter what you do, you can't win. Yeah, no win. And you know Liberty's going to be balling out, man. Like, they want this. They want this. this
2: Nobody's sitting out of this game for Liberty. They have their full team. They have everything they've had. Nobody's sitting out.
1: Yeah, this is their Super Bowl, man. You get a chance to take down Oregon. They'll talk about that at Liberty for the next 60 years, man. Like, it'll never go away. But, Steve, what you got on this one, man?
0: Well, I lived in Arizona for a few years, and they have a big – Oregon following. I mean, there might be snowbirds Mm -hmm. down there or transplants that are heading into the Phoenix area. I bet they'll fill up some of those seats with just local people on their own. Uh, But Oregon and the Dan Lanning ducks, they're going to be ready to play. You better believe they'll be ready to play. If this were crystal ball still there, I'd give Liberty Biberty a chance, but he's not there. It's Dan Lanning. He, I like that Bo Nix wants to play, wants to finish in style. I like how we saw Georgia motivated to fight for their brotherhood. And I think they got a little bit of that Georgia-esque with Dan Lanning being a future or a former Georgia coach. Um, I think that they have that brotherhood. Somehow, Georgia has had that motivational factor. Maybe he learned something from Kirby Smart too, but they know how to motivate people. They know how to stick together for the brotherhood. They know that they want to win football games and that's what's first. I think with the Big Ten Coming around the horizon, they need to have a strong season so that they can push for next year and be at the top of that line. They're going to be rated top 10 next year. Like you said, this is Liberty's Super Bowl, and Oregon has to be ready. But I trust Dan Lanning will have this team ready. They're going to have the motivation, and they're going to win huge. I mean huge. Huge. And they better. I mean, I trust what the Pac-12 has done so far. And Oregon's going to be another one of those teams coming over from the Pac-12 West with something to prove.
1: No, I absolutely agree. Uh, we, we
0: talked about it. We talked about them. They're possibly going to be the front runner in the Big Ten next year. And with what be. we saw out of absolutely. Ohio State, they will be.
1: Yeah, I think Ohio State has more questions than answers after the bowl game for damn sure. Michigan's going to lose everybody. Hardball might not be there. Who knows?
0: Hardball's gone for sure.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's no mites about it. Can USC fix their defense? There's some – all the other teams, I think, have questions except for Oregon, and I think Oregon, for that matter, should be the favorite heading into next year for the Big Ten. I mean, they have to find a quarterback, but I, I think they'll be all right.
2: Dylan Gabriel. It's, yeah. What
1: well, I'm saying – well, he's there, obviously. My bad. My bad. They don't have to find yeah, him. All right. We he's just got to put him on the – we got to yeah. put him on the field. All they
2: right. just got a side if it's him or someone else, right? Yeah. You want Dante, Dylan Gabriel, Dante Moore. We we brought in two two guys. Yeah, they're good. They're set. I think they're all right. They got one of the best <laughs> yeah. rooms out there. Meanwhile, Ohio State's, we
0: were like, yeah, hey, we're going to run with what we got. Speaking of Ohio State, yeah, they had a great go. bowl game. Good they appearance. Did. That
1: game was a hard watch, man. Missouri versus Ohio State. This was a almost a snoozer unless you like sacks. There was definitely a lot of sacks in this game. But, man, where does Ohio State go from here? Where do they go, man? They, Maz, or Marv wasn't in this game. Maserati Marv was out. They traded their Honda McCord in. They went for a Brown Bomber. The Brown Bomber couldn't get off the ground and they got a fucking sputtering Lincoln. And that's what happened there in this game, man. It was, it was sad. I don't understand what Ryan Day's doing. Like, how can you not get a QB ready? You had McCord, who wasn't playing well all season. Devin Brown gets hurt. He misses a few weeks. And Lincoln, you can't even trust him to throw a pass for. 70% of this game. Like, and he's supposed to be a quarterback guru. He's supposed to be an offensive guru. Like they get three points in this bowl game. I understand it's your third string quarterback, but you couldn't even trust him to to throw the ball a little bit. Wow, man. Once he did, they started doing well.
0: He just took forever to trust Lincoln Keinholz to throw the damn ball. This game was a hard, hard watch. It was terrible to watch. I don't know if it's worse to talk about or worse to watch. Which one? because it's hurting me to just even think about this game. It was awful. They rotated the offensive line before the start of this game from the regular season. And they were starting to gel. Like, how does that make any sense whatsoever? I mean, they, they did it for someone to have experience for the NFL because he might be playing another position in the NFL. Let the NFL do that. They'll decide if he's better at guard or tackle or center, man. I mean, and the offensive line, they needed to play well for these virgin quarterbacks. I mean, they came out there looking like a guy who has never even had a date with a woman. I mean, just scared. Knees were it wasn't knocking. for Jim
1: Knowles. How bad would this game have been, man?
0: That's, what I, and that's where I was going next. The defense did their part. They did well for three quarters. They needed some help. Ultimately ran out of gas in the fourth quarter. But guess what? That's a trend now. They kind of ran out of gas against Michigan, too.
1: I don't know, when your offense leaves you hanging like that, man, you're going to run out of gas. You can't be on the field 80% of the time and and not get gassed. But that's their job. Your job is
0: to shut down the offense no matter what. No matter what your offensive gives. It would be nice to have an offense that helps,
1: but the defensive job is to shut out the defense. You always talk good about Iowa's defense. You always talk good about Iowa's defense. And same thing, every time they play a good team, they get gassed and they get owned. But it's not because they're not good at defense. They're freaking awesome at defense. Your offense has to do something. You're, yes. Your offense has to bring yep. some kind of pulse, where you're not three and out, three and out, and three and out, and three and out, and you're just constantly like you only have so much energy as a as a defense alignment corners mm-hmm. too. Like, those legs get tired, man. Like your offense can't just leave you out there for. And that's where the
0: play the calling didn't help.
3: Over.
1: That's where the offensive coordinator, the play calling
0: coming from Ryan Day's mouth himself, did not help. You run it on first and second down every single time, and then on third down they blitz the hell out of a virgin quarterback. And everyone knows it's coming. There's going to be a pass, so send the house. He doesn't have time. He doesn't know what the check downs are. It's ridiculous. It was stupid. There was Lincoln a couple was times a
1: quarterback like NCA fourteen. All he did was run backwards and throw the ball. He was just like, yeah, he didn't
0: have time to do anything else. It was stupid. It was just terrible game planning, a terrible strategy. He didn't trust his quarterbacks. That hot seat is getting hotter. I mean, it was warm to start the season. Now it's a little warmer. It's officially hot. It's hot. Day's day is the, that third base comment that Harbaugh made. It's true. Absolutely correct. Those soft comments that numerous people have made about Ryan Day. It's true. I mean, he had those couple years when Urban Meyer's recruits were in there and when Urban Meyer's mentality was still with the team. It's no longer there. Yeah,
1: it's no longer there. Man, got handed the there, keys man. to a Ferrari and he instantly cl- crashed into the ditch. Man.
0: Yeah, and it could keep going downhill from here. Oh, it could. It could. If you hang on to him any longer, that new, that new athletic director is going to have some words. He's going to have to from the start.
1: He or she, whoever it may be. All right, Jamie, what you got on this, man?
2: Oh, man, this was a terrible showing for the Big Ten. This is not what we were hoping for out of Ohio State. You look at Ryan Day. Is he on the hot seat? abso freaking lootly He mismanaged this game. He he needs to get a cabinet in there that he can trust. He needs the right offensive coordinator. You don't just promote the wide receiver coach because he's a good recruiter. You need to bring in an offensive coordinator that's going to actually call the plays. He's a guy who tries to do it all and ends up not doing any of it with with Ryan Day. and Be a head coach. Don't be an offensive coordinator and a QB coach and everything else he has out there Be the head coach. Get the right people underneath you. That was a piss poor uh, showing of what Ohio State should be on offense. They need to pick up the phone right now and tell Cam Ward to get his ass over there and why they need him and he can put on a show. There there was QB. And be a Heisman candidate. I mean, if
0: you come to Ohio State, I mean, this is a top tier program in all
2: of college football absolutely and they should have been recruiting there were so many big time QB uh, transfers coming out of there and they f- must have felt like they had their guy but I thought they were in the same boat as USC how USC wasn't taking calls or pushing that hard on on quarterbacks to come in but USC was confident in Miller Moss and it makes sense and I'm like okay well maybe that was Ohio State as well they really didn't show much interest around and bring anybody in I think they were scared to for their recruits coming in to, to scare them away with Aaron Nolan coming. But
1: in the in that defense, Brown didn't only play what two and a half series, so we don't actually yeah. know if Brown was good or not. But still, like you should have your your other guy ready. So I'm yeah. not saying not. they didn't have anybody good enough to be quarterback. So I won't go down that route. But their ego, man. Steve just said, "Oh, this is the best program, one of the best programs in college football." That's the ego that kills Ohio State. Oh, we're Ohio State. We don't have to have a great NIL. Oh, we're Ohio State. We can develop quarterbacks. We don't have to bring anybody in. Like, that's the ego that is killing Ohio State. And as long as they keep that ego, they're not going to be what they used to be. Because they have that ego. We're Ohio State. We're the Ohio State University.
2: The, The Big Ten just got tougher, man. Like, you can have these egos, but now you bring in four teams that are going to compete. You know, I'm not Mm -hmm. saying they're going to win every year or be that, but they're definitely going to compete. Even UCLA, who I would consider the bottom of the four, they're going to push you, you know, on on some years. But that's four teams that you just brought in that are going to make your life a little bit harder. And so you can't hang your hat on, yeah, we're the best program. These teams are going to beat you at times, and they're going to prove that you're not. Right now, you just got Michigan to do that. Outside of Mm -hmm. that, They've been able to take care of business. Now you got Oregon and Washington coming in and not, and games aren't given anymore in the big 10. Like you, you got to earn them a little more. Oh, absolutely.
1: Let's talk about another team that did even worse than the Buckeyes in their bowl game. Ole Miss versus Penn state, man, this one got ugly. Jackson dart and hit every single bullseye. He threw, he (laughs) was all over it, man. Like double bullseye. Yeah, double bullseye, 379 yards, three tutties. Jackson Dart balled out, man. And you want to talk about a team with a future? Ole Miss is recruiting their ass off. They're in the portal like crazy. Lane. Watch out, SEC West. Oh, Lane Kiffin, Lane Kitten. I might have got that wrong. This boy is starting to put a team together. And then the university Mm -hmm. itself, they're investing in this program. They're not a historically great football program, but they're trying to be. Mm Mm-hmm. And, man, are they investing. They, and poor Penn State, man. I don't know what to say about them. Every <laughs> year, they come out with so much promise. They come out, we're going to finally win the Big Ten, and then they just can't, man. They usually actually do pretty good in bowl games, so I'll give them that. Their secondary, entire secondary was out in this game. Chop Robinson was out of this game. This is just That hurts. The trend, man, like the trend. These teams aren't the same teams we've seen in the regular season. Uh, yeah, we got to see th- we got to see
0: these teams in the playoffs to really know who they are because that's the only thing that's going to save college football is that there's a playoff now because people aren't going to sit off sit out for the playoffs.
1: Yeah, it's not going mean, to happen. This offense sputters, man, and it sputters and sputters and sputters and sputters, man. It sputters more than my than me sitting spitting out sentence fragments on this show, man. <laughs> like, it's freaking terrible. It's worse than your internet, man. <laughs> it is worse than my internet. But that's Penn State in a nutshell. I don't know if hey, you have anything to add, Jamie. But, uh, yeah, Penn State's my internet. It's, it's, I got uh, something here. Penn State was allowing only
0: 223 yards per game. That was tops in the nation. In this game, they gave Old Miss 540 total yards. Man, I guess we're learning about the Big Ten and their defensive strategies. Defense only wins games. It doesn't. Not in the top tier games. Not against good teams. Not against SEC teams, as we've seen from Penn State and Ohio State. The Big Ten West knows how to do the defensive only, and I think that's the only portion of the Big Ten that should be doing it. We need some offense. Let's go. Sad, Jamie. What you got? Sorry to interrupt, man. I I just had I had to get in in there. I'm I'm sad.
2: I I ain't got much on this. Another abysmal performance for a Big Ten team. It's it's tough to see these top tier teams where that's where we're going to hang our hat on. We're not going to be talking about these these Maryland wins and different. You know that we're not going to be talking about that next. Next year, We're going to be thinking about these big games because Ole Miss is going to be a team that that is going to be challenging everybody in in the future. But uh, I see a lot coming, like you said, out of Ole Miss next year, years to come. They're building a program. I mean, as long as Nick Saban doesn't retire and uh, maybe maybe Lane Kiffin comes over there or or whoever. But uh, we'll we'll see what happens. So I don't got much on this game. I'm, I'm ready to move on. Let's move on then. All right, hey. we got Maryland
1: versus Auburn. Man. Congratulations, Terps. This just coming. The Terps come out 21 points in the first quarter and just fucking put it on the Tigers. Hey, Ryan Day, call Mike Loxky. He got two quarterbacks ready off his bench to fill in for their legendary quarterback. I mean, yeah. Tolu was out, and they put in two quarterbacks who both balled. I would hey, say we need to know who his offensive backs.
0: coordinator is. Who's our quarterback Oxley.
1: coach? Yeah. yeah. He needs to be on Ohio State staff now. He does. Absolutely. But, yeah, I mean, they grabbed what? hundred Edwards grabbed 176 total yards. Not that great, but he had two tutties. But he protected the ball, and they, they mm-hmm. let him throw the ball. He started off hot. He kind of went cold in the, in the second half. But, like, why can't you do this? Maryland did it. Why can't you do it, Buckeye Nation? But, you know, not to compare. In,
0: in Ryan Day's defense, uh, he was only 30% completion percentage, though.
1: <laughs> he started off what's <laughs> like five for five he was, he
0: was good he had 126 yards passing and one and then touchdown 50
1: yards on the ground too so
0: but Cameron Edge had a different edge man he was four for six for 82 yards one touchdown he did have an interception though but together you know those two backup quarterbacks were 10 times better than anything Ohio State
1: had tell you what though Auburn was trash they had four turnovers man they had more turnovers in your local donut shop and Just like my fat ass, that's what Maryland's defense was. Is I'll take that one, I'll take that one, I'll have that one over there, too. They were all over that defense, man. Four turnovers and they turned them. I think I
0: think they were confused. They don't even know who their mascot is. Is it an eagle or is it a tiger? I don't know.
1: (laughs) I'll never Uh, understand that dumbass shit. That's more important.
0: That's more important. War Eagle, Tigers. War Eagle, go Tigers. That's more Uh, important. They needed to figure out who the mascot was. They were on the plane. They were like, I don't know what I'm doing. Let me figure out the mascot. And then we'll do game planning.
1: Yeah, somebody uh, somebody let us know in the comments about why why Auburn is the Tigers, but yeah, it's War Dam Eagle. Never really understood that. What you guys isn't there like
0: four hundred Tigers in the SEC too?
1: There is. It's uh, half the uh, half the conference is Bulldogs, and the other half is Tigers. That's how it works.
2: Yeah, man. I I think I picked against Maryland uh, last week, uh, looking at going against Auburn, not knowing who their quarterback was going to be. And uh, they definitely came out and surprised me. They prepared well for this game. They put on a good show that Big Ten beat an SEC team. And that's something that hasn't happened much this go-around. And so it's cool It's cool to see that. It's something to give a little bragging rights. And their defense really showed up, got the interception return for a touchdown. They just took it to them the whole game. This game wasn't close. And, yeah, they just ran away with it. Uh, Maryland fans should be happy. Uh hopefully they, they figure out what the next step is and who the quarterback is gonna be going forward. And uh I think they could be a good team going forward.
0: So what we're
1: thinking here is Maryland could beat New Mexico State.
2: That, definitely.
1: <laughs> we got hit one comic comment, comment here because Dominic Ambrose said Maryland O.C. is Josh Gaddis, the same oh, guy. Yeah. Gaddis that got forced out of Miami because he could not put offense together. Uh, and but they also have Dublin, so wow
0: yeah I, I i should know that i don't know why i didn't that's impressive nice.
1: i forgot he was there too i knew it but whoop over the head man All right, too much eggnog. <laughs> let's get another commercial going and then we'll get this show wrapped up and get everybody out of here uh but yeah it's time for old danos man get spicy
3: yum, yum, food's favorite flavor yum yum get you some
4: i'm joe burrito your
2: favorite burrito Whoa.
1: joe hey. we all know you're the best what? you can always do better try the new dano's Hey, ooh, that's spicy yum
3: yum 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 get you some yum yum
1: get you some it's time for the big 10 backers quickies and we'll hit a couple other smaller topics and we will be ready to rock and roll man Memphis, on these Friday games anyways, Memphis takes it to the Cyclones and wins it 38-35.
0: And Clemson comes back late to beat Kentucky, the Wildcats. Basically another Tiger in the SEC. 38-35. Hey, you got to give it to Clemson. You got to give it to Dabo for finishing off strong. But I don't think Kentucky was a very good team. They were overrated all year. What do you got Man. for us,
2: Jamie? What's next? Yeah. Number 16, Notre Dame breaks the dam and takes out the Oregon State Beavers, at least what's left of them, 40 to 8. Not much of a game there.
1: And then we had a little game, not big names. We had Wyoming, and they surge in the fourth quarter after being down all game by double digits and win it 16 to 15. But there's That's a couple a of board. topics, man. There. There's a couple of topics I want to talk about. That was a good game. Their coach's what? last
0: game for Wyoming, he ran off into the sunset, didn't even crack a smile. He was a typical cowboy dude. He just walked off all <laughs> stoically.
1: <laughs> it fits perfectly point. up there. Pull your hat down tight and just get the win and roll out of town. Probably had a burrito afterwards with some Danos on it. Should always have a burrito with Danos. But anyways, man, Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh hires an agent that has NFL ties. Is this Harbaugh's last game? Do they win? Does he get one more? Is Harbaugh done at Michigan? Tell me. Tell me, Steve. And
0: speaking of Cowboys, Don Yeha, his last name is Yee, represents Tom Brady, uh, Sean Payton, two top NFL brands, both at really the end of their career. So he needs that money and he's looking for that paycheck And Harbaugh. He needs new clients to bankroll his, uh, well, his life. And uh, I've been saying since the beginning with this Spygate, Harbaugh's gone. He's not sticking around. It's not happening. He has to leave. The NCAA is going to bring down the hammer and the program. That catapult system bullshit, blaming it on Ohio State. Let's be honest. Ohio State would have had a better showing if they were cheating. If they knew people's plays, they would have beat Penn State a little bit easier. They wouldn't have been close with Maryland. They would have beat Notre Dame without having to have a last-second miracle touchdown which actually honda mccord orchestrated the fbi has evidence on michigan's hacking already it's already over it just takes time for the process to get started that's why michigan has to represent now they have their time they have their claim to fame they need a national title and they need jim harbaugh uh, to move on because he's not staying and he's going to get a show clause if he stays so it's time for him to pull the old approach of the usc pete carroll and move on to the NFL and show it there.
1: All right, what do y'all Jamie, think, Jamie? I'm gonna let Jamie rant for a minute. No, yeah, I'm bring I think, him in <laughs> a different topic, man.
2: Yeah, I think he's. I think he's gone. I think that this is a big reason. I didn't talk about this because I knew this topic was coming up. It's a big reason I picked Alabama. I think his his mind's looking towards a new job. He's hiring agents. He's working towards that side. We've all seen what happens when the coach is already moving on to somewhere else. And, and what the team can feel that, that their focus is not there. I think his mind's on the NFL already. I think he loses the game today because of that, but we'll see what happens. I know it's his last, last shot if he is leaving, but I, I think his mind's already set on leaving. So, we'll all right, One
1: see. last topic, man, and, and I think this is, for us true college football fans, this is something that is – and we've talked about it all both season. The transfer portal – and opt-outs affecting bowl season man like how like what do we do to fix this how do we fix it what can we do is there a fix to it because bowl season now is like it's 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 just a different dynamic it's not the same team it's not your your favorite players it's just like it's just nuts man it's i don't know You used to get excited about ball games You used to love watching say iowa versus tennessee or you know whoever versus whoever but now half your roster's gone i mean look at florida state man they had what 11 or was it 12, 13 starters out in that game? Like what that, like, what is this bowl season anymore? And how do we fix it? Uh, hey,
0: you know what? Herbie said that there's a way to fix it. You make it more prestigious. Only eight and four teams are allowed in, but guess what that does to the big 10, all their people that are winning. They're not in it.
1: Well, that also takes away. Minnesota's not in it. For ESPN. It's, it's,
0: it's the big 12, or no. I mean, it's, it's the 12 team playoff. That's going to help a lot. I mean, because there's going to be more interest. There's going to be what eight other teams that are going to be interested. Well, that's in this. the playoffs.
1: I'm, not, I'm talking bowl, bowl games, not the playoffs. The playoffs yeah, are going play. I'm I'm to yeah. I mean, in. they're going to get
0: worse. It's going to get worse with the 12 teams. I mean, what's the? Po- no one's going to watch bowl games anymore. Bowl games are a thing of the past. No fans gonna, will. That's my. That's opinion. so 1990 no. of
2: you to and watch bowl games. That's cute and all, but there's also there are fixes. There are fixes to this. There there used to be a day when you'd be happy. My. I've been an Oregon Duck fan. We haven't always been a team who wins 10 uh, 11 games, all that stuff. There's been times where you needed that 6th win to make it to the bowl mm-hmm. game that nobody is going to. Now nobody's watching, nobody's talking like it used to be exciting to take a trip to El Paso to go go to a Sun Bowl and and do that. Mm-hmm. It went nobody travels to El Paso. I've gone to El Paso for a Sun Bowl before and it's a fun time. Like there's experiences there. I love going to bowl games as a fan. It's it brings everybody together. It's a good experience. It's a good reason to take a vacation. Yeah, but the fix is is we move this transfer portal to after absolutely the playoffs, after the bowl games. We move this to where the players they can play out one last time for their team. They can focus on that and then focus on a transfer they can focus on the next step i think we're not going to fix the the opting out for the nfl i get that i get protecting yourselves and not jumping into the valero alamo bowl and yeah i doing- just agree
1: be michael jordan man be a yeah. fucking baller like yeah if, but that's if not you're a baller man get in there and play the game and win like look at jordan compared to lebron lebron always has a reason to sit out and not play this game Jordan wanted the win. He didn't care who was playing. He didn't care if he was tired. He didn't care if he was sick. He just wanted to play basketball. And he wasn't concerned about, you know, next year, the next injury. Like he just wanted to ah, win that I game call to bullshit be in on that, that moment. LeBron LeBron played
0: so many games in a row and didn't sit out. He just played for more years consecutively. His body worn out a little quicker. Jordan took some time to off
1: all sports. It's jo- not jo- Jordan took football. a few
0: time Few times off, man. He was like, "I'm going to take a couple of years off and just." Swing I mean, look bat at players game. now;
1: they don't make the playoffs, and they start sitting out. As far as oh, I agree with that. I don't I'm just saying, off I don't floor, think that we're, Jordan we're less versus... competitive as we should be.
2: Yeah, I I agree with that, but yeah, I, I I respect a kid who may not be making big money is. Is whatever position outside of a quarterback in in college football with the nil money, and then trying to protect that paycheck to suppress family. I get it. For, you have to. for a bs bowl game. We do need to find a way to uh, get some glamour to it. Maybe there there's some money attached to these bowl games. I don't know. Like, yes. I yeah. That's something. Uh, an incentive to win a game mm-hmm. and and give these kids something to to win that game. I can see You we'll
1: definitely gotta move the portal though. The portal's gotta get moved. Baby.
0: You're right. That's yeah. that's number one. That's the number one fix. I mean, the playoffs is gonna fix those games because there's gonna be extra games that people don't sit out. And then Maybe the I, portal.
2: I want to talk real quick James, about, he did it again. Yes. <laughs> no comment, talk- just him. <laughs> real quick about some a cool thing I saw as far as somebody who is in the transfer portal. Uh Arizona's backup QB. Jackson DeLore, he lost his starting job to Fafita. What I saw him on the sideline was walking Fafita. He was suited up, ready for the game, even though he's in the portal. He's ready to be the backup. He's there on his side going through things, helping him, helping with the coach. He celebrated with his head coach right after the bull went, lifted up. He put a crown on top of Fafita after losing his starting job. That is a guy you want on your team. Absolutely. that's a guy i want he's to see like barnes right like drink. barnes
1: knows that cam rising's coming back he played in the bowl game yes. and then hit the portal like
2: absolutely
1: mm-hmm. it's easy
2: i don't it's, know yeah but those really guys are cool. few and
0: far between in this day and age and that
2: and that's why i want to call him out because that's a guy who suited up for his team even though he's in the transfer portal lost his starting job all these things great competitor great teammate you want to see more examples like that we sure do
1: but anyways we're running long yeah, we're, we're, we're uh, definitely a uh, past past closing this show. So as well, always, man, it. thanks, Steve. Thanks, Jamie. Appreciate y'all putting the show. Get us on out of here, Beef.
0: All right, y'all. Thanks for coming. Thanks for joining us on this 2024 edition. The first one, the only one. There he goes. Shh.
3: Thanks, He's on there. James, thanks, James made it. He
0: made a comment. I like it. <laughs> all right. Thanks for joining us, bro. Thank you for all you other Big Ten Backers for coming on the show, for sharing, for liking, for commenting. Have a wonderful new year. Enjoy all the games today. God bless. Take care. We out. We are out.